Hey, what up, Long Beach? Hope you and yours are happy and healthy this week. Thank you so much for listening to another bi-weekly episode of the one and only LB Fee Show, hosted by the one and only the562.org, featuring the one and only Long Beach State Athletics Director, Andy Fee. And Andy, it's a very special episode because happy birthday. Are you feeling <laughs> a little bit older this week? You know, it's another, another lap around the sun for me, um, you know. I feel like maybe maybe one extra gray hair this week, but uh, appreciate the uh, the well wishes and uh, looking forward to many more. It's usually around your birthday that you can bring all of your friends together. It's the one time you can just call everybody and be like, be there, and they're not going to say, that's a crazy request. They might actually do it. Obviously, in quarantine, in COVID, you're not able to do that. My birthday was in June. Couldn't have anybody over. I'm sure you felt that same way. So feeling a little lonely around your birthday is never what you want, but I feel like sports especially this month, has been really uh, holding me up and holding my attention, <laughs> kind of living in that twilight zone sports paradise where if you ask the genie, I want baseball playoffs and basketball playoffs and football and soccer and everything at the same time, they'd give it to you, but they'd, you know, take the fans away. So last time we talked, it was Long Beach sports coming back. Everything was looking good. You guys had the basketball players in the dorms. How is it looking right now? Well, we're on a pause as the university has communicated a, uh, the in-person instruction. So on campus, in-person instruction is on pause for two weeks, um, which means all activity ceases. Uh, we were set to come back with men's and women's basketball on October 1st. That's been delayed. So I believe going by the calendar um, and the quarantine, um, October 10th would be the first date that we could now come back. So things have changed dramatically. Does that mean that one of the student athletes in the dormitories tested positive? On campus, there, there have been positive cases for students living on campus and, and as well as off campus. And based upon the fact that those positive cases are on campus, the city of Long Beach, the Long Beach Health and Human Services Department, they are the ones that determined and put the directive in for the two-week quarantine. So certainly the university, the athletic department, we will, we will comply with that. Um, we worked with and communicated with the city of Long Beach what, what was going on. And ultimately, the city and the health department makes that, that decision on whether you're to quarantine or you don't quarantine. Um, you know, I would share for people wondering about that, where it seems extreme, you know, like there were, you know, you said there were five cases. Why, why is it quarantine? Well, to be honest, and it's not to call anybody out, but San Diego State, they had over 900 positive cases on their campus from an outbreak. And wow. I, I think not that they were, you know, uncaring, but, you know, I think Long Beach said, look, we're going to jump on this early we're not gonna let it mushroom out and become something like that. So while it creates some frustration for our student athletes and coaches and staff, and certainly all of those on campus for the health and, and welfare of others, this city has determined um, that, that, that we will quarantine for two weeks. So it's, it's, it's another ask of the student athletes, but at the end of the day, 
I would rather quarantine now than, you know, if we didn't do anything and then we, you know, we literally start up and then October 14th, you know, when we go into full mode of practice, well, now you got to shut down. So in a weird way, you know, Andy with the growth mindset is going to say, I'll take the pain now, um, wake up call for our entire community and campus that we need to be vigilant and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll move forward as, as best we can. But I've, I've shared here, and you know this, JJ, and we've talked about it, that this year could be filled with starts and stops. And maybe not us, you know, maybe we're up and going and Fullerton has an issue or whoever, and suddenly we're not playing that women's basketball game because their team had to be shut down for two weeks. So hopefully, again, this is a learning opportunity, and that's how we're looking at it. That's a good half full way of looking at it, Andy. I, I expect nothing else from you. Now, just to clarify a little bit, if the average fan were to go on longbeachstate.com right now and they would see that there's an update for Long Beach State Athletics, in the very beginning it says, the plan's put in place by university leadership. When an athletics fan reads that, what does university leadership mean to them and more importantly to you? Well, ultimately, President Conley is our, our leader. Uh, you know, our, our champion, our leader. And then the president has what's called, uh, she terms it the executive team. And that's basically a cabinet. And that consists of vice presidents um, that oversee the different areas, um, vice president for student affairs, vice president for, um, you know, IT and, and technology, vice president that oversees administration of finance. So it's a group of about seven people. I am uh, luckily included in that. We meet every week um, in the non-virtual world. We obviously did that in person, but we continue to meet every week, uh, Monday morning for two hours, and we talk about all things. And so when referencing that university leadership, ultimately that certainly is President Conley, but she has a, a team around her that serves her, and that's part of my role to advise and provide information so that she can make decisions. So that team, um, and certainly when it deals with medical issues, um, grows a little bit. And what I mean by that is Dr. Kim Fodron, who is our chief medical officer for the campus, she runs the student health center. She is part of those discussions. So when we interface with the city, local public health departments, Dr. Fodron is the primary one-on-one -on -one person, so to speak, with those conversations. But um, that is how we interface when the, you know, we talk about, well, how did the city determine something? Well, we share what's occurred, and, and then we, we work off of what um, public health directs us to do. Yeah, in that release, you say, continue our partnership with the public health officials. Part, by partnership, you mean you just listen to what they say, right? I or are mean, they yes. or are they giving you are they giving you different approaches to keeping the campus safe after something like this happens? Well, it, I mean it is a partnership and ultimately they you know they they will have the final call on what is safe and unsafe, but they work with us. So you know as we talked earlier about those plans on bringing teams back and how are we going to do it safely, those are ongoing conversations that we have and I suspect that we're going to reboot that conversation um, when we resume activity hopefully here um, in, 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 a, in 10 days or 12 days, whatever it is. Um, so there is an ongoing conversation. We do work with them. They will comment and say, have you considered this? Hey, we'd like you to look at maybe changing and modifying your plan around that. 
Um, but ultimately they will approve our plans. Um, and so we have to, to abide by what they ultimately say, but it's been a really good relationship. I, mean, I really wanna point out the fact that um, they have worked with us. Um, it, it's not some random on you know Sunday morning, they just picked up a phone and said, shut it down. There has been an ongoing conversation. Obviously, you know, we, we would never want to be where we are. <laughs> Clearly, no one would be. But this has been a partnership. And, and I am appreciative of the mayor, his staff, and public health here in the city. So when we did talk about this two weeks ago on the show, announcing that you guys were going into the two-week quarantine, you talked about the possibility of basketball season starting at the end of November, maybe the 21st or the 25th. Is that still the case? How's the NCAA moving with people and schools moving as well? Yeah, so we are still, um, I, I, you know, we are close to releasing an updated schedule for, for men's basketball and probably women's basketball. Um, I, can, I can tell you I've been, you know, signing some, some agreements um, for, for games. You know, I, I'd suspect that, you know, and I think I'll give a date, you know, right now, um, the first game would probably be November 28th. I want to say, and this season, if, if all goes well, like we're hoping, um, I think we'll have six non-conference games and then 20 conference games. So it would be 26 game season for the men. I think the women are at 25 or 26 games as well, something around there. But right now we still have that, that end of November circled as a start date. As we know, things can change. We, we've, we've, we're dealing with that right now, but right now, um, we want to get back um, and, and reboot and then look for that, that date at the end of November for men's and women's basketball to both start playing. Geographically speaking, where are some of those non-conference games you're looking at or, or have already signed? So we, we have um, worked to have everything as a drive. Um, you know, not to say that, that, you know, no one can travel by, by plane, but, you know, it, it's a little more arduous when you have a group of 25 to 30 people moving them um, through, through places. So we've worked on trying to be more regional, uh, meaning just getting the team on the bus, could be driving down to San Diego. Um, we can even drive up to the Bay Area. Um, you know, we could fly, maybe, maybe we would fly to the Bay Area, I don't know, but the, the bulk of um, what we'll be doing is driving. So in theory, we could drive to Davis. It's a long drive, but we could. Um, certainly can't drive to Hawaii, so that's a flight. So we know we have at least one flight um, in terms of basketball specifically on both sides. Maybe there's a, another flight in there, but we're going to try and drive. We want to make sure that we can control what we can control. And, um, you know, again, it's, it's not to say that the flying is unsafe, but we know the group that's around us. So we're working hard to try and, and, and really keep it that, that tight. You mentioned the possibility of a start-stop, and we've seen that in professional sports and college sports. I mean, just this week, you've got two NFL teams testing positive so much that they have to shut down their facilities. So if that has been the case in, in uh, professional sports, you talked about a contingency plan, maybe having something ready to know that if we get two to three games in, have to shut it down, what then? Are you guys also working on that? Yes. Yeah, so, so right now, um, the conference is looking at modified – you know, is it a 10 game season even? Like what, what would suffice? The NCAA, and I think we've talked about this, in a typical year you have to play 26 games on the men's and women's side to be a sponsor of division one men's or women's basketball. 
this year they've kind of said, okay, obviously it's a weird year, it's COVID, we're cutting it in half. So technically we only have to play 13 games to maintain our status as a division one basketball program on each side. So um, that allows us to have flexibility. So let's say for some reason we can't play those non-conference games or let's say, you know, at one point in February, the, the Big West says, whoa, 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 hey, we've had some things here, we're gonna shut it down. There are contingency plans um, in, in, in the planning stage that are ongoing right now so that we do, you know, we don't wanna just say, well, it's all or nothing, meaning, you know, if you can't play 26 games, then what the heck. We, we wanna play as many games as we can safely but we know we might have to modify, we might have to reduce the number of games. And so that is an effect. How do you crown a Big West champion maybe playing 10 games instead of 20? So, um, you know, we'll, we'll have more information on that. But again, the goal is always gonna be to play a full calendar, but safe and well-being, safety and well-being, you know, that might adjust it. So the phases were two weeks each. One two-week period for quarantine and then a two-week period for outdoor activity and then the basketball teams are going to be able to get back into Walter Pyramid. Are you still planning on having two weeks after this next two weeks until October 10th? Well, so that was the initial plan. Um, obviously, the calendars move along. There is good information. The numbers in LA County in terms of the positivity rate, um, the cases per 100,000 are trending in a very good direction. Um, there's a number not to get into the weeds here that, that we look at, and it's the number of positive, new positive cases per day per 100,000 residents. And 700 is kind of a, a huge number. We've gone below that. I think we're at 663, meaning that, you know, we're in the purple, so to speak, of the color coding. Right. And if we can keep that number below 700 for two weeks as a county, we'll move into, I think it's red or whatever the next color stage is. So things are looking actually better um, out there externally. So we would ask, and if it's safe to perhaps quicken that pace, maybe we will move inside quicker than the two week, you know, originally we say two weeks outside, then we move inside. Right. We could be outside for a week and then moving inside. It's a little bit of a fluid target, but you know, if fans out there um, need to know that, yeah, we're, we're, we're paying attention to things. So, you know, sometimes it goes the way we don't want it to go, but there might be a trend here that, that really allows us to move a little bit quicker, and that's what we're hoping. Obviously, everyone's hoping that, especially the sports that are waiting to see what happens with basketball. You've got all of these fall sports, obviously the spring sports that got canceled last season. So what does this mean for them? Does the delay mean that they're also going to be delayed in their return to practice and then hopefully return to action in January? So we were looking at the, the spring sports and fall sports that, that, that will go um, in the spring. We were looking at a November period of bringing them back anyway. So this doesn't really impact them. I mean, it impacts them obviously because they're in quarantine and all of that. But assuming that we can move forward in a positive manner, meaning we come out of the quarantine, you know, the basketballs get underway and we can maintain that, then we would be, again, looking at that uh, November period to bring back those those teams. So right now it doesn't really impact them directly. There's certainly some indirect impacts around, you know, making sure the behaviors are good and we're not, you know, putting people at risk. But those 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 start dates for those teams hasn't been affected by by the current uh, events. So if the campus is on quarantine 
are the student athletes on campus literally locked in their dormitories? Are they just going from the dorms to food to get tested and back to the dorms? Yeah, so it, it is literally the, the definition. I know where I'm kind of smiling when I'm saying this, but yeah, it is locked down. Um, in the dorms, food is being delivered to the students. So all of the students, it's not just the student athletes, but um, so they're not leaving to go get food, um, you know, in the cafeteria. Food is being delivered. Uh, they contact and let the, the, the staff know like, hey, I would like this. Here's the options on the menu. I would like this. And the food is being delivered to all of those student athletes and students. So they're staying um, in, those, in, those, in those rooms. Um, we are asking student athletes off campus to do the same thing. We want to be overly cautious right now. Um, because we, we've seen how quick things can change. But yes, those, those students living on campus are living in the, the true lockdown um, lifestyle right now. So who is testing them? Are they coming to their door? Is it like the actual uh, student health center people? So the, the, the city of Long Beach, um, city of Long Beach, I'm not sure if it's the county or city, it might be the county, a mobile testing um, crew came out on Monday and we tested all of those students living on campus. They pulled up their, you know, their truck, set up the triage kind of thing. I think we all probably at some point have seen it on TV, you know, in a parking lot. So at that point they did have to leave the, their room, but they came out and, uh, were tested by the county, um, testing unit, mobile testing unit. And, uh, so they've all gone through that. We'll, we'll get the results. Um, during that two week period. So here's a question that people, a lot of people say, well, Andy's negative. He got a negative test result. We're going to be more cautious. We want to make sure that because you could test negative on Sunday or test negative on Monday and test positive on Wednesday. So in that cohort that we know there's been some contact, we're going to be overly cautious. And again, they could come back and do some secondary testing of student athletes or, or students in general. So it, it could be a little bit more, but they're going to definitely err on the side of caution. I think everybody wants to do that. I think the concern of the outbreak, like you were talking about at San Diego State, is what everybody wants to avoid. But then you've also got the frustration. I mean, how much frustration are you dealing with day to day from the people you work with, Andy? I, I think everybody, I mean, everybody uh, in this world, I think right now is, you know, on tilt, right? I mean, it's like one wrong comment and, and Andy's going to snap. It's just, you know, the, so yeah, we, we know that these student athletes are frustrated. I know these coaches are frustrated. Everybody's frustrated. And that's where, you know, we just try to keep on sharing, um, give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, I take a deep breath, Andy, you know, because if I let that frustration get the better of me, it's not going to do any good. I mean, I know maybe for that second, it might make me feel better, you know, but it's really not going to help. We're trying to work with, you know, those across campus. We're trying to work with the city of Long Beach and Andy blowing people up isn't going to, isn't going to do anything. In fact, it'll make it worse. So what we've tried to say is, look, we understand um, that you're stressed out. You've got a lot on your plate you know, talk to somebody, you know, practice, you know, these simple things that we've shared with them, you know, breathing exercises and, and, and visualization um, to try and get people to a better place 
you know, I wish there was something we could do. I know we all do wish we could just wave a magic wand and, and return to what once was, but um, we just have to understand. And this is why, you know, my mantra, you know, Roger Kirk has heard this and you've heard it, but I keep saying we have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And, you know, as much as I'd like to say that this will be the only stressful point of the year around COVID, it's probably unrealistic. And it's not the pain a negative picture, but we just have to be prepared that, you know, maybe some people are going to get sick. We don't want that. We'll deal with it as it comes, but, you know, we can't guarantee safety. It would be great. I, I know all of us would want that. So right now we're being very careful and listening to our students and coaches uh, to make sure that they're in a good spot, help them as much as we can, give them the resources um, around um, talking to somebody, whether it's, you know, a teammate, but it's got to be somebody. We all need that. So we're really focused on mental health around our student athletes and coaches. That's great to hear. We actually have a story on mental health going up at the 562.org this week, not just about athletes, but about really everybody who's struggling and looking for help and how it's been difficult to find it. But once you find it, you're so much better for it. You know, we're all sitting here waiting, but who are we waiting on, Andy? Are we talking about more testing, like you were saying, the triage center rolling into the parking lot next week, maybe Monday the 5th, to kind of give us an idea of where we stand? Do, do the LB Nation need to send their positive vibes on campus on Monday? Always, always good vibes for LB Nation. But, but yeah, I think the initial um, kind of response will be, what do what the, the first round of tests come back with? I mean, if it comes back with a, a lot of positives, then definitely you're going to see a lot of secondary testing there might be some anyway hopefully they come back with 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 few i suspect there'll probably be some additional positives it's just a guess by me hopefully it's not a lot but the response will be based off of that initial testing so if it looks like those numbers are manageable and you know hey we've kind of corralled it it's not spreading outside of this group then i think then you start talking about okay that october 10th date is it still look good? And, uh, but yeah, it'll come down to probably this, this initial testing. And, you know, I suspect campus, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll share information later this week. I suspect they'll come out now, you know, how much they can share. I don't know, you know, but I suspect they'll give an update, um, to the students and, um, you know, our fans will, we'll certainly have a response as we learn more. So it is that stressful period of the unknown. Um, so yeah, if people can send good vibes our way to campus, I'll take it. Yeah, it's changed life for everybody, obviously. And other people on campus are also feeling the change. You know, we talk about producer Roger all the time. That's Roger Kirk, sports information director at Long Beach State, who has to deal with media requests all the time from a lot of different people who want to write about Long Beach State or just want to talk to a student athlete or anything like that. And everything like that has changed. You know what I mean? So I want to producer Roger, why don't you come on for a second? And just talk about how, I mean, you're getting requests from people to talk to student athletes. Well, and the crazy thing has been that, you know, really Zoom calls are the only way can, we can do them because we can't have people meet in person, which is how we prefer to, you know, have any interview request, you know, help build a relationship, build a rapport, get things in context, which is really important. And then the other thing is that just flat out, a lot of people aren't here. So... You know, we're setting up Zooms with, I've done ones with guys that are in Brazil and Serbia. We had a female athlete from Canada that we were setting things up with. And, you know, their situation is 
very different than ours, you know, just because they're international. And it's been really interesting to see what their situation is. And like you guys have been talking about, there's so much uncertainty that we would just want to put them into a position to succeed. And when they're speaking out, know what they're talking about and have the best information that they can have. So we are in constant communication with them as well, the coaching staffs, and it's going to kind of rotate through all that as we move through this process. So Andy, what's going to have to happen for Roger and I to be able to put on our hazmat suits and go out to practice and actually take pictures of beach student athletes working together towards a season? What, what, what's, what's it going to take? Yeah, you know, that's, that's a moving target too. Um, you know, initially, obviously, we're going to, as I keep saying, err on the side of caution, so <clears throat> that, that group real tight. Um, you know, the, the question becomes, I mean, I'm going to say it, how do I know what, what's JJ doing, right? So, you know, if there's a way that we can test people with rapid testing, and then, you know, you show up, you know, outside the pyramid, we give you a rapid test, hey, it comes back, you're negative, great. Let's go inside, still practicing, wearing a mask, social distancing, but observing practice. I mean, ideally, that would be a scenario that, that, that I think we could get behind. The, the, real, the real question there is finding that testing solution that it would allow us to do that because we would be including you. You'd be stepping out of your bubble into our bubble, and I think we could do it if, uh, if we had that testing option. I think another thing that's important is that we're putting together a plan to make sure that we continue our beach vision operations to the best of our ability so that every sport that fans are used to seeing, even if they're not able to get out there, we're going to still get there and get a way to watch those games, those matches, and make sure that people have the opportunity to see beach athletics. Well, yeah. when we have news to update on all of that stuff and when we have sports to finally cover, you're going to find all the coverage at the562.org. Also wanted to mention Naples Rib Company, sponsor of everything at the562.org and obviously a sponsor of stuff at Long Beach State. So make sure you guys are supporting local business through all of this, the ups, the downs, the breaking news, the breaking hearts and the hope that we all have that one day LB Nation will be back together once again. Now, before we get out of here and wrap the episode up, we've been doing our shouts this, uh, this year, and I like them. So, Andy, do you have any shouts that you want to do this week? I do. I, I gave a shout last time to our medical staff, but I'm going to get really particular on this one. Um, I want to give a shout out to Dr. Kim Fodron, who is our chief medical officer for the campus. She has been unbelievable. What's on her plate right now, not just trying to help us athletically get our return and take care of our student-athletes, She's doing that for all of our campus. And I can tell you what she's dealing with. She, and she smiles every time I see her on Zoom, she's smiling and I go, man, Kim, unbelievable. Thank you for what you do. So my shout out, Dr. Kim Fodron. If you see Dr. Kim Fodron, eventually if you meet her, thank her. Absolutely. My shout out goes out to anybody who participated in Long Beach Gives that week, last week. And uh, that includes you, Andy, you and your family gave to the562.org. We thank you so much for that. And everybody who donated, we uh, blew our goal absolutely out of the water. And that's just another testament to how incredible the Long Beach sports community is. And just Long Beach in general. I mean, Long Beach Gives is such an incredible event organized by some really great people. And it's really original. You don't find that in a lot of places. And if anything is headed in a good direction right now, it's nonprofits 
and communities supporting their own communities. I love yeah. that energy. Shouts to Long Beach Gives. Like I said, anybody who participated in that and gave to any nonprofit organization here in the 562. Hey, but let me jump you. in, JJ. I'm going to jump in here. I'm sorry. I have to do this. We love supporting you and, and, and Mike and, and Tyler and everybody. I just want to encourage everybody in this community because if, if the 562 went away, there would be literally zero coverage of our youth sports, high school, community college, Long Beach State. And, you know, I just, what you guys do is unbelievable. And I just really, if you're out there listening to this podcast or you get on their website, please donate. And I know, hey, even a dollar, whatever, whatever you can give, um, because I can tell you from my chair, what these guys do, not just for us, but our entire city and community is unbelievable. So thanks to you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you saying that, Andy. Uh, Raj, can you clip that audio and send that over for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you, Long Beach Nation. Stay patient. Stay patient. Keep up the hope. We're all going to be okay. We'll be back together soon. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, everybody. We will see you soon, Long Beach. Stay healthy.